Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles. Juan on the buttons. Having Miss- these papers here makes me feel like I'm on the news. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Fair enough. We have Jim in study with us, our bodyguard, just in case somebody comes in. In case there's any lunatics out there. Yeah, wreaking havoc on my house. J- if, if any lunatics come in here, Jim's going to be like, Mama said knock you out. Mm-hmm. He's in his muscle tee, so it, it'll it'll happen. Looking good over there, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I'm super pumped about what, what we have going, uh, like, upcoming I don't know if you know this. I was going to tell me. Let me inform you. because I might know. <laughs> I might not. One, we're going to be on Catholic Answers Focus. Nick, yep, or I knew at least that. we're recording. I don't know when they're going to air it. I knew that. But it's going to be a two-part series. And you know, but you know what? They might... Uh, they may never air it. They might be like, yeah. Yeah, we, we regret this. Put that one in like the emergency file. Right. <laughs> Just, I mean, if something... Well, I mean, it's a two-part series, so so they're they're putting a lot of eggs in a basket. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be on risky. Yeah, we're we're gonna be on the uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Human Life uh, podcast coming up. Oh yeah, um, which will be a whole lot of fun talking about pro life stuff. Any, anything about pro life? I'm all is about always, that. I'm all about that. It's gonna be a fun time. We're gonna have Father Gregory Pine on the Catholic Man Show next month, which I'm super pumped about. A lot of people don't know him, probably. I, I mean, think, I think a lot of people. A lot do. of people do know him, but if, it's if not listen, like he's Matt Frad. Well, or, if they listen to Matt Frad, they know him. Okay, you're that right. That was a bad. That example. was a bad example about right. someone who he's not. Right. That was a bad example. But anyway, he's he, less mainstream than other people. He's a Dominican priest. Yeah. Uh, he has a podcast called Godsplaining. Well, his the Dominican, not whatever the. A lot of the Dominicans have you uh, have this some, podcast. Some sort of a group. Yeah. What is it? Is it an order? Pe- of an order. That's people. What, that is what I was trying to think There's of. Several people in there. Right. They're the yes. same in some Woo. way. There's something about them in common. I don't remember. Right. The order. So I got to tell you this story. Okay. Let this. Uh, Wait. Hold on. Can I finish what we have? Because oh, we have yeah, something. Yeah. I'll allow it. David Bates. We're gonna have David Bates coming yeah. on. Yeah. From uh, Pint, uh, Pints with Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. And then we're going to have the Catholic Mantra Campout coming up. We only have like a couple of spots left, so go to thecatholicmantra.com and you can sign up. We have people from Canada, all over the U.S. coming in. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. We're going to be doing cigar rolling classes. Yes, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a, uh, a Tomas, who we had on Cigar 101. Yep. You can look that up uh, yep. if you're a, a newbie at cigars and want to know a little bit more about from it. From Ultimo Cigars. Mm-hmm. He's going to come and... We're going to do hand-rolling experience. Yeah, he's going to... So you will get to roll your own cigar. He'll give you a cigar to enjoy while you roll a cigar. It's going to be... Brandon... Uh, how do you say his last name? Sheard. Sheard. 
Brennan Sheard's going to be on the Catholic Man Show coming mm-hmm. up. Yep. Um, and, dude, I am so You pumped. might finally get an answer to your question about, about what how is thick the, bacon. The, the thickness of bacon. Right. What is I'm it? So like, excited. What is the... Tell them about... If what, God is eating bacon, how thick is it? Tell them about the, the class that we're going to take. Okay, so Brandon Sheard, he... I forget the, like the company he works at. Well, it's his... It's like... Uh, yeah, I forget the name of it. It's like Farm Something... Yeah, meat. Yeah, it's meat like Smith. Meat, meat Smith, something like that. Anyway, he's coming in to do a class for 20 people here in Tulsa, of which I am one, where at the beginning of the class, there will be a live pig. At the end of the class, there will be a butchered pig. Right. And he's going to teach us how to... How to, to humanely... To cut, uh, cut this pig up. To kill the pig, how to butcher it, how to eviscerate it. Right. That's what Ooh, that was. I like that. that was one of the thank you. That was in the email. That was one yeah. of the things. Like I thought, eviscerate was you just like wipe it out of existence. No. But maybe maybe that's not what it means. Turns out that's not the the correct definition. That's the way I've been using it my whole life. <laughs> Your whole since since you were six. Yeah. Basically. Or younger. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay. So anyway, so now we're we gone through that. Tell me your story that you were gonna say. Okay. So. Uh, my wife and I, we did a Catholic Engage encounter this last weekend. Somebody asked a question that was like to the effect of, you know, you talk about the man being the head of the household. That's isn't that old fashioned? Doesn't that put us women down? Someone asked that. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. You know, it was a fair. I mean, they weren't being. They were, right. It was a fair question. Sure. So I get up there and I said, "Let me mansplain this to you." <laughs> Literally what I said. That's what you said. Literally what I said. Did they did they cut your mic? I have no idea. No, they didn't cut. It's like, who's there to, like, when you're the presenting couple, you're in you're in, you're charge. in charge. I mean, it's like it's your it's like, show. It's yeah. It's sort of like this. Right. Once you hit record, you're. Who's well, gonna stop me? How did that? How did that go? Well, like, I don't know because the questions are submitted anonymously, so I don't know whose question it was. So, <laughs> I think it went pretty well. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Good. Okay, well let's 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 jump into our drink this evening. Okay, so this we're, is we're going back on our regular scheduled format. Yeah, yeah. the last couple of weeks we have to not our, been back to our roots. Yes, uh, the first thing we do feels is good to do. We open, review, and enjoy a drink. The second thing we do is highlight a a gear of some some sort, and then we have a, a topic. Yeah, talking about a miter saw today. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I have some things to say about this. Pretty manly saw, but but we got a pretty manly pump, pump drink. Pump the brakes. Yeah, let's talk about the drink first. It's a gift from a manly man. Oh, yeah. Uh, a Patreon supporter and before a Patreon supporter, a good friend of ours. Yes. Uh, Taylor Barranco. Taylor Barranco. He gave it to me at the annual Wiffle Ball Tournament. I'm so upset I missed that this year. Yeah, that's really too bad. You should tell... Well, your team suffered because we weren't there. That's debatable, I'm sure. That is debatable. It's actually very well, debatable. Haley's, Haley was a softball player, so yeah. she... I mean, at least you can yeah, say. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like she was, she was she really is, good. She is really good, no doubt. The uh, the the lady that we had replacing her was pretty good as well. Her her brother is a major league player, and oh. uh, I didn't know that. Until, so we've been replaced. until I saw her swinging. I don't know. We'll see. Depends on. Uh, Are we going to be invited next year? It depends. If you throw any money my way. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, so the drink. What okay. what is it? So this is Fireside Colorado Bourbon Whiskey. Okay. It's from Mile High Spirits in Colorado. Denver. In Denver. Uh, it's it's a bourbon, so it's going to be 51%, at least 51% corn. 
Correct. Um, when he gave it to me, I felt like we looked it up, and this number could be wrong. I'm just going on my my hunches here, but I want to say it's seven percent rye. Okay. Um, I know that it does have some rye in here, so that kind of gives it a nice, a little bit of a, a bite, a it's, spice. It's, it's a pepper, a little pepper peppercorn. at the end, right? Yeah, white peppercorn typically. White pepper. Mm-hmm. That's racist, but whatever. Okay. You know, you do you, Adam. Okay. You do you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's try this out. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Ooh, Jesus. That was a good wow. one. Uh, also, oh yeah, give Jim his his. Also, hold on, hold on. It's our 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 mother's birthday. You just cheers and clinked. You you drink after you clink. Well, I mean, you're supposed to give it a toast. Well, we clinked. Okay. Well, you can you can sip and then give another. You don't have to like do okay. all the toasting before the you before yeah. Okay. You're right. It was really funny whenever we were in, uh, Haley and I were engaged and we did the uh, like pre-wedding dinner, pre-cana stuff. Dinner, you know where everybody comes in. My parents, who this is like oh the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, it's yeah the rehearsal. They dinner. call that the rehearsal dinner. Yes, yeah. my my parents who are like this is so them. They had everybody stand up one at a time and give a toast to Haley and I. So it was like thirty minutes. I remember this. Of people just standing up and being like, you guys are great. Cheers. You know, and it's like, you guys are pretty cool. Cheers. You know, it's just over and over again. And And you hated to be at the end because... Everything has already been said. Right. What else are you going to say? Right. What did you think of the drink? It's really great. I tried it. I mean, it's not my first time to try it. I I had it then and it was great then. And I know it's it's great now. But uh, let me just read you. This is kind of funny. Stand by. Stand by. Let me do the... Juan's Juan getting, is like Juan's getting excited. Juan is like giving us directions now. He, it's two minutes left. Okay, Juan is like giving us. Thinking the, he's a, the producer. And we, we can do toast anytime, but I can't give the tasting. I want to okay. give the tasting okay, notes go here. Ahead, go ahead. The look. This is on, from the website Mile High Spirits. The okay. look is a sexy, warm amber hue. Okay. When you see that color, do you do you, th- do you think like that is a sexy color? No. Continue. The nose, an intoxicating aroma of toasted oak, caramel. And vanilla. That's vanilla for you non-cultured people out there. Is that, I, did I say that, that right? Is that right, Juan? Uh, <laughs> yes, cool. uh, that is correct on the nose. Keep going. Okay. Wow. We're, we're, doing, we're sprinting here. The taste, full-bodied, sweet, spicy, robust. And it says smooth as hell, so I'm not sure if you know that's necessarily kosher here on the Catholic Man Show. I don't think they've been to hell before. I'm yeah, just going to say that. Hell, hell isn't smooth. I, don't, I doubt it's something you'd call smooth. Right. Maybe the road there is pretty smooth. Right. The road on the way to hell is wide and Nice smooth. and easy, baby. Yeah. Uh, but it says a touch of sweetness. Um, they do some things like they uh, make their own uh, yeast. Okay. They ferment their own yeast. That's kind of cool. So I like local stuff. Yeah. The finish is not as as long as what I thought it would be if there's a little rye in there. With a little bit of rye, yeah, but you can. T- it's it does have that nice pepper at the end instead of just. Yeah, it has a little bit at the end, which I like. I, I like. But it's a very it's a short finish. The manly stuff is it? It's a short finish. When we get back, we're gonna jump into the gear. We'll give a toast to our mother with it being her birthday. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
And welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm lead anchor David Niles. Here with coffee boy Adam Minahan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Drink a little fire fireside bourbon. In moderation. I don't think it has a short finish. You don't? I don't think so. Juan doesn't Juan, that's a quorum. I'm the minority. That's a quorum. You yeah. lose. Okay. We're a we're a board. We're a drinking board. Okay. Fair enough. That's a board people are trying to get on. I'll tell you. <laughs> the drinking board. Salary's not very high, but the benefits. That's where it's at. With it being our mother's birthday. Yes. On the eighth. Today's the eighth. Uh if you're listening to this live on the radio, it's the it's the twelfth, so you should definitely grab a croissant and coffee. If you don't know what that means, go back and listen to our episode last week with Father Sean Donovan. Word. Um, but you want to give a toast? I will toast Taylor, and give you the honor of toasting Our Lady. Okay. Taylor, I raise my glass to you. In thanks for your generosity. I pray that, well. Do we want to make, should we make, should we make sidebar? Should we make toasts, prayers? I think that's what they kind of turn into. You know what I mean? A toast for, a Catholic toast is, is some, it's kind some, of, it's kind of like praying into. with a drink in your hand. Okay, go ahead. Keep you going. You know, anyway, I raise my glass uh, to your health, to your family, and to your vocation. Okay. Cheers. Uh, to our mother, who, who we Thank for keeping evil away today. We ask uh, this night that she she continues to keep evil away and continues to crush the head of Satan and that we all fall in love more deeply with her so that we, we may continue to fall more deeply in love with our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Cheers. Cheers. Happy birthday, our mother. Here, here. You know, like the old-fashioned cartoons when there was a guy, you know, cartoon character, he's trying to decide what to do, and then the demon and the angel show up. Mm-hmm. And the demon and the angel, they clearly know each other, right? Right. I mean, yes. it's, it's almost like there's a rapport. It's like there are two sides of one coin. Right. I don't know if I would say that, but they, uh, co-workers, maybe. Okay. Uh, I can imagine when Mary's born, like, the angel kind of snickering to himself and the demon going like what's so funny nothing (laughs) why are you laughing no reason (laughs) you're gonna get it what'd you say nothing i didn't say anything (laughs) she's gonna beat you up so bad for all of eternity. right yeah yeah so that's exciting uh let's let's get into the gear yeah okay so uh the gear for today is the miter saw I don't know. Let me get your opinion on this. Okay. If you're starting, I don't have a miter saw. You have you very, have, very unfortunate. I know. The I am limited by space. I have a I have a space constraint. Yes, I understand. Yeah, um, but it seems like if you're gonna have one saw, a miter saw, would you say a miter saw is the one to have? Table saw, miter saw. The reason why I like the miter saw is because it. I think there's probably people who disagree with this, but for the most part, I think it, it's it's the saw to have the, the ordinary 
dad, the ordinary guy, right, uh, should have this, right? Uh, because it, it's not the most versatile saw, no. Uh, but for the the bang for your buck, mm-hmm. um, I think the miter saw is is, is very um, appropriate. Because I mean, really, typically with a uh, you can do just. The, Everything you can do with a miter saw, you can do with the handheld version. What do you yeah, call it? Yeah, just a handsaw. A hand, you just call that a handsaw? Yeah, electric handsaw. Oh, okay. Well, I thought there was a, a different name for it. But the miter saw allows you to do things with precision. Correct. Because, it, you know, you can do angles. So a lot, a lot of right. times if you're Consistent doing Consistent like, angles. If you're doing like crown molding, um, if you're doing floorboards, things like that. Like, so, for instance, I used a miter saw all weekend long. Uh, this weekend, Haley asked that I make a, a a baby crib. You know, we have a uh, little baby Leo coming mm-hmm. in November, and because she's going to be having a C-section, you know, the C-sections are, are are really tough on the abs. Naturally, it's yeah. it's a it's a much more it's a much longer recovery. Correct, yeah. and, and you're obviously sore. I don't know that this is what Haley is telling me. I've never yeah. had one, uh, but you're 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 very sore, and so. Bending down, picking up a baby, and putting him back in the crib is very tough. So I'm building a crib that is flush with our bed, so she can just kind of roll over, set him in the the crib, and roll back over. You, can, you I posted a, a picture of my progress on my Instagram page. You can you can go check that out. If Co-sleeping you want is the word I was trying to think of earlier when you were showing it to me. Yeah, it's like a crib for co-sleeping, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think that's so what they I, call them. A I, use, I use the miter saw quite a bit uh, to cut the slats in the in the the crib, mm-hmm. and so you're able to cut exactly. You want angled cuts that are all exactly the same. Exactly the same. So here's the, here's a couple things you need to think about before um, buying a miter saw. There's different sizes. Mm-hmm. There's like a seven and a half inch. That's typically just for the floorboards, crown molding kind of thing. I I, I do not advise getting that one. It's not as as you can't use it for a lot of different things the other two sizes are typically the the 10 inch and the 12 inch i think they do have a 15 inch i don't think it's very common though i'm not positive on the 15 inch why couldn't you use a 10 inch or a 12 inch on you can crown molding you can i use you, is there advantage to having a smaller blade it's li- well it's just lighter uh you're it's more portable it's easier to use okay um, so but, if you're carrying it around all the time, right? Okay. Because well, because you know when you're doing crown molding or, or floorboards, you're moving a lot. Uh, in a, right, but it's not going to help you be more precise. No, necessarily. No, 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 no. There's nothing more like more precise about it. Okay. Uh, so, but you would think the 12 inch is the way to go, right? Because it's the, it's kind of the biggest one, and like you can always go down, but you can't go up. Right, because you can put a smaller blade. On it, on it, can you not? No, no, you're not supposed to do that. You can't do that. No, okay, don't do that. Um, but, but I, I don't. The thing you need to worry about unless with the 12 you're re- inch, unless you're really brave. The, the thing you need to worry about with the 12 <laughs> inch is it's going to cost more for the saw for, for the blades. Ah. So you're paying a lot more for the blades. So I, I personally like the 10 inch. I think that for the most part with the miter saw, that's what I have, and I, I think for the most part, the things that you use a miter saw for, a 10 inch does just fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's the most cost effective. You can typically get one for about a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty bucks. That's a good one. Um, you can catch a lot of the used ones even less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. But I think that uh, overall, and, and they've gotten pretty sophisticated with these miter saws. These they have the you know lasers. 
Um, right, that show use. you exactly where the cut's going to be. Right. That, and that really is nice. It is nice. When you're cutting, here's a, a little tip for you. When you're cutting, you need to think about, if you've measured it out, you need to think about the width of the blade. Right. So if you mark a pencil down with the wood, you need to make sure that the blade is on the outside of that pencil mark if it, if it equals uh, the measurement that you're, you're trying right. to get to. You, you want to take, take out only the graphite. You know, so you want to have the. Don't don't be on the inside of the mark. Inside of the mark. Yeah, you want to be on the outside of the mark because you can always sand it down a little bit or whatever. Right. You always you, yeah. You always want to cut bigger if you have to. I yeah. mean, you want to err on the long side. Right. Measure twice, cut once is is typically what they say. But yeah. Um, if you're going to, you can't ever add wood back. Mm-hmm. So so cut short. Because if you don't think about that, then you might end up with bad corners and well it's super frustrating whenever you have you're trying to put like some kind of box together like some kind of frame together and you have four sides and the last side is is just a little off like you know an eighth of an inch off yeah. and and now it's not quite level it's not a 90 degree angle and you have to recut wood and you're, mm-hmm. you're wasting it so it's it's a learning process but that's why i like the miter so, so i didn't know anything you know the reason why i have so much uh love for the miter saws because I, I associate it with the first house that that i bought that that you and i lived in it was a total fixer upper we had to redo all the crown mold or all the floorboards all of the uh crown molding anything that we had in that house was basically had to be redone yeah and there was no air conditioning when we were doing it too it was the worst <laughs> yeah. if yeah. i was if i was wiser i would not have helped you mm-hmm. I, I say that in love right you know that right but the miter saw was was such a versatile tool that we used while like renovating this uh, our house. Yeah, uh, we use it for so many different things. So I, I associate it with like you know the gear we we typically focus on like being prepared as a man. You're supposed to be ready to to you know to take on whatever comes at you. Yeah, you're supposed to make sure you know to be ready at all times. The the miter saw is kind of like this tool that you're able to achieve anything like a lot of things that are coming at you as a homeowner. Mm-hmm. And if you really want, I mean, these days, you know, the miter saw goes up and down, up they and down. Slide, but now you can slide. pull them towards you, push them away. And, and so, you know, if you have the 10 inch versus the, the 15, for instance, 12. the 12 inch even, I right. mean, whatever, uh, you know, you, you, you lose the width of the blade by having a smaller blade, but if it can move back and forth, right. Um, then it kind of doesn't matter. Right. And uh, that is really, really nice if you have to cut something that's bigger. Because, you know, the downside of the miter saw is if the piece of wood is wider than the blade that you're using, Mm -hmm. basically it's worthless. Because if you pull it down and then you have to move the wood and try to pull the blade back down exactly in the groove, you're not going to be able to do that. If that's what you're trying to do, you should be using a table saw or something else. Right. Um, But if your miter saw can move back and forth... It can kind of become more than one. You can use it for more than one saw, one, right? And maybe you don't need a table saw or something else, you right. know. So if you're a ho- if you're a, a new, you know, homeowner or something like that, you're having to renovate your home, and you're thinking, what what tools should I go buy? I think a miter saw would be a great purchase, especially for renovations of homes. When we get back, we're gonna talk about vengeance. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here sipping on a little bit of fireside bourbon whiskey, courtesy of Mr. Taylor Barranco. Talking, we're going to talk about Why don't you give vengeance. Taylor a middle name? Like, if you're just going to give him a middle name, what do you think it would be? <laughs> uh, I was going to say something. I was like, mm, that's not appropriate for... Good, good call. Yeah, I, I exercise prudence in my... Mm, excellent. Yes. Um, I, I would give him a name such as Berkey, because he's the one that introduced me to the Berkey. Taylor Berkey Barranco. <laughs> the bees. Yeah. Alliteration. Sweet. Okay. So. Just I was just curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of middle name you might give him? <laughs> uh... We're talking about. We're gonna talk about vengeance. <laughs> hey, I forgot to ask you. Do you like guacamole? <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's interesting that you picked the virtue of vengeance. Yeah. On our our mother's birthday. Yeah, suck it, Satan. Yeah. Take so, take some of that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Just crush the head. Quick question so, before we wrap up the miter saw. We already did. Uh, cordless, not cordless. Definitely cordless, or definitely cord. Yeah, yeah. You want a power cord for a miter saw, right? Don't buy a don't, don't buy, buy a battery. battery. You, it's you are gonna regret it. Yeah, don't do You're that. You're gonna regret it. So uh, that's all I, I wanted to is, just. I wanted to throw that in there. Thank you. Is is vengeance a sub virtue of justice? Yes. Next question. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is vengeance? Vengeance is a sub virtue of justice. <laughs> um, vengeance is essentially. Uh, the um, uh, kind of punishment, uh, retributive Retributive, justice. It's retributive justice in action. Okay. Okay. Um, And so, retributive justice in action. Yes. And Thomas Aquinas reckons it a special virtue. Reckons it a special virtue. Yeah. He actually asked the question whether vengeance is a special virtue. He asks that question a lot about different virtues or different. Yeah, different words in general, whether or not they are actual virtues. Well, yeah, but and then he'll ask, is it a special virtue? And I think he kind of means, is it a sub-virtue? Um, and he, he, he says, yes, it, it, is a, it is a special virtue. Um, so a lot of people associate vengeance with revenge. That's, I mean, I, 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 agree. I think that people think those are synonyms. They can be. They also... Ca- are situations where they're not synonyms. Okay. Um, and once again, definitions are important. It depends on what you mean by revenge. And I think that people often mean, like, I'm getting you back. I owe you. And I'm getting you back simply to satisfy myself. That's revenge. Okay. You know, the, the, the motivations behind revenge are selfish. Uh, you hurt me, now I want to hurt you. Kind of an eye for an eye sort of thing. Okay. And that is not vengeance. Um, vengeance, like we said, is the exercise of retributive justice. So revenge has nothing to do with justice. Um, because justice is a virtue, revenge is a vice. Okay, so we're talking about opposite sides of the coin here. And this is one of those virtues, like so many, that your interior disposition is really what is going to be the key factor in whether or not 
you could call any particular action a virtue, vice, or whatever. Okay. Where it falls on the scale is not completely, but almost completely dependent on your interior intent, your interior disposition, your motivations. Yes. So, so if I was so to to take on this act of of vengeance, if you did something to me and I was going to take revenge or, or take an act to rectify this situation, but it was it was to inflict pain or evil on you, is that considered? Uh, a virtue or a vice? Well, it depends on your motivation. Are you well, my, my motivation is to get back at you, to inflict pain on you. Simply to simply for the, for the ple- your own pleasure of inflicting pain on me. Because I think you deserve it. Um. Well, are you doing it in order to honor? I mean, I maybe I do deserve it. So, well, are you doing it to honor God, or no, are you doing it to satisfy your own? Right. The sat- okay. So that's that would that would be a vice. That would be that would okay. be a, that would be a sin. That would be your own sin. Okay. okay. So one of the things Saint Thomas says is just because someone has sinned doesn't mean that you can sin. Just because someone treats you in a bad way doesn't mean you can treat them in a bad way. Jesus also said this. Yeah. Yeah. Love your enemy. Right. Exactly. Okay. So which um, is like can can we? Can I talk about this for a second? Yeah. I'm curious, this love your enemy. Uh, I've been thinking about it, not very much, but it, it's occurred to me. It's very, obvi- obviously it's not natural. Yeah, it sucks. It, it, it's not something that, you know, obviously in the natural world, that that, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you'd have sheep and, and lions hanging out together. and That doesn't happen, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, so... When when it says love your enemy, it doesn't mean necessarily to be a doormat. Or invite him to your birthday party. But it just means to will the good of that person. Right. Correct? Yeah. Do good to those who persecute you. So you don't have to return their evil with evil acts. Okay. Sometimes that whole like, oh, don't be a doormat. I mean, that's true. But sometimes the right thing to do often looks like you're being a doormat. Even though you're not. It depends on your motives, just right. like you okay. were talking about and, earlier. And it depends on who you are. I mean, this is not our topic, but I have a beef I with apologize. that. Because everybody says, oh, don't be a doormat. But sometimes, actually, that's okay. You know, like, to if someone were to see you, they might say, you're just being a doormat. And you know, like, I love this person, and I'm... I'm not a doormat. I know I'm not a doormat. Right. But I love them so much that I'm allowing them to hurt me. You mean, what was Jesus? Was Jesus not a doormat when he was being crucified? He was awfully doormat-ish. You know what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes we do. On the list of humility uh, that St. Teresa of Calcutta displayed, it says, even if you know you're correct, if it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Don't. like that's awfully doormatish, right? If it doesn't make a difference, that's the. Di- that, if it doesn't make a difference, it, right? It, it, yeah, because you don't want to give scandal, right? Yeah. Okay. That's so okay. Anyway, with with vengeance, Saint Thomas says that vengeance consists in the infliction of a penal, the of a penal evil. So not a moral evil. Um, things could be things could be called evil, like a hurricane. You would say is evil, but it's not morally evil. It's a natural. It's a natural evil. So a a penal evil would be a, a, you're causing suffering. Okay, um, a penal evil on someone who has sinned. Accordingly, in the matter of vengeance, he says we must consider the mind of the avenger. 
And what's the motive? Already people want to do it so they can call themselves an Avenger. The Avenger. Yeah. Right. I'm an Avenger. Right. I'm one of the team. Yeah. In games. Me and Iron Man hanging out. Uh because he says, for it is his, in- for if his intention is directed chiefly to the evil of the person on whom he takes vengeance, then his vengeance is altogether unlawful. If he wants evil, like this person did evil to me, now I want evil for you. This mm-hmm. is what you're. This is what you're asking about. Then his vengeance is not a virtue. It's unlawful and it's a it's a sin. Okay. Okay. Because to take pleasure in another's evil belongs to hatred which is contrary to charity, whereby we are bound to love all men. Okay? So, the reason you would exercise vengeance would be out of love. Weird. I know. (laughs) I know. Um, He says, Nor is it an excuse that he intends the evil of one who has unjustly afflicted evil on men. So, just because someone did something else wrong doesn't mean you can... You, you know, that's not, that, that's not an excuse. If your friend jumped off of a bridge, would you jump? Anyway. Right, exactly. So, and then he says, man is not excused for hatred just because someone else hates him. Um, for a man may not sin against another just because the latter has already sinned against him. Okay. If, however, the avenger's intention be directed, be directed chiefly to some good, to be oriented by means of the punishment of the person who has sinned, uh, for instance, that the sinner may amend, or at least that he may be that he may restrain that he may be restrained, or that others not be disturbed, so others or may, scandalized, right? Or or that others might not be tempted to commit the same sin, okay? Um, or that justice may be upheld, or that God may be honored, okay? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know, if someone takes the Lord's name in vain, um. And I don't know, whatever the situation is, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna flesh out a situation. Like, wow, because, that is a, open you know, up a can. I could see that being a situation where some type of vengeance, and it's not like you're gonna maybe inflict harm on them, but verbal correction even could be a type of vengeance. Um, you know, it's it's not because that you're gonna embarrass the guy, mm-hmm. um, and so it's not like everything is a life or death situation when it comes to this virtue. Uh, so so maybe, make sure you slap the next person who takes the Lord's name in vain. Right. You're just instructing the ignorant. Backhanded. Right. And then kick him. Obviously, that's not no. true. No, but um, so that God may be honored, that's, that's, that's all right. He says, then vengeance may, may be lawful, uh, provided other due circumstances be observed. And that's kind of like his catch-all there at the end. You know, like lawyers are all, all throw that in. So right. Something at the end, like, provided... This so follows other do, all other due circumstances be observed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas would have been a phenomenal lawyer, no Phen- doubt, a phenomenal lawyer. Okay, so um, that all of that what I that I read was his question whether vengeance is lawful. Okay, which he, he says yes in these circumstances. So when we get back, we should talk about uh, the four cries of vengeance. Don't you think? Yes. Okay. We'll be right back. Thank you, Taylor Barranco, for this delicious whiskey. More on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. This just in. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So we were just talking. And we're, we, we, we feel like we should give a definition briefly of retributive justice. That's an important piece. If vengeance is acting out, of is the execution of retributive justice, well, mm. what is retributive justice? Yeah, we kind of assumed... We assumed the sale on which this one. you know what assumed means. It works, though. Okay. In the biz, it works. You assume the sale every time. Um, always be closing. Always be closing. Okay, keep going. Um, retributive justice is this. When a man sins, he has received pleasure from an act that, he should, that should have been displeasurable. Retributive justice seeks to restore the displeasure to the act from which the man received pleasure. Okay, that is the purpose. Saith the Catholic Church, that is the primary purpose for punishment in the penal code. That is, that's why we send people to jail. So is it first, it's not to get remove them from society. That is a secondary thing that, you know, oh, it's the protection of society. But it is to simply uh, inflict a punishment upon them in order to restore the displeasure. It's for their own good. Right, so it's the, you know that example that, that people use where your kid throws a baseball through a window, the window breaks, and the kid is sorry that, that he did it, right? Yes, yes. Well, just because he's sorry that the window broke. And legitimately sorry. Right. That that, that doesn't mean... And you've forgiven him. He says he's sorry, and you say, you say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And let's just say it's your window. It's your son, your window. Right, your window. And you say, I forgive you. But that doesn't mean that he shouldn't still... Uh, pay or or work pay for the window yeah try, if you can uh, to work uh, to, to get the window repaired so just like purgatory same thing right so the uh, the the justice is that he even though he is already like fully sorry would be to make sure that the window is repaired how it was before he broke it yeah this is an, a perfect example of how mercy and justice are not contrary to each other right and so sometimes it seems vengeance, like they are. vengeance would, would take into the effect of if he if somebody was not willing to make right what they wronged, correct? So then you'd have to to take action. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, is that it's, a, is that it's a correct just understanding? Putting that retributive justice into practice. Right. Okay. Okay. So I just want to make sure. I ex- so the death penalty is a form of vengeance. Yes. Okay. I can under- I can see that. Okay. I mean, sending people to prison. When I put my children in timeout. Mm-hmm. That is a form of vengeance, and so I was gonna I was gonna talk about that. Like, how do we exercise vengeance in our, you know, because it's not always it doesn't have to be dramatic. I mean, we think about it, like I said, right. in terms of sure. death. You know, like I'm gonna kill this person, and that's my vengeance, and that's just like wow, that's, that's awfully extreme. extreme right? You know, sure. Um, but anytime we're ex we're putting retributive justice, so anytime we're inflicting a punishment in order that a person might be more properly oriented towards the good, that they might learn the habit of turning away from, the, from evil so that, that those evil acts, they, um, they don't form uh, in disordered attachments to. So, I mean, when you, why do you put your children in timeout? Are you just trying to be mean to them? No. No, you're trying to, you're teach, trying them to teach them good and evil sure okay and that's the same same with vengeance okay so we're inflicting 
putting into practice retributive justice. Sure. There are four sins in the Bible that cry out to God for vengeance. Okay. Which is which is when you read that you're like, "Wow, that is that seems intense." Right. Okay. But it turns out the sins are even more intense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is murder. When God comes to Abel and says or to Cain, "Where is your brother?" Mhm. His blood and he's like, "Am I my brother's keeper? My brother's like, keeper?" And he says, "Your brother's blood cries out to me from the soil." Is that like Genesis 18? This is in Genesis somewhere. Just be, start at the beginning. Yeah. Start reading. I think it's 18. Um, so murder. And that's the one everybody thinks about the most. Um, murder is the is the, the capital sin. Sure. I mean, I mean, and that's why abortion is, is so evil. That's right. why, I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing. With especially, At least in the U.S., there's, we have a lot of people outside of the U.S. that are listening to our show. But at least in the U.S., it seems like that abortion is the biggest crying out for vengeance. Abortion is the single greatest sin in my in my in opinion. This, in our you time. cannot create you cannot commit a greater sin than abortion. Mm-hmm. Assuming you have full knowledge, you know, right. assuming all of the things that are required for a sin, abortion is the gravest sin of all. Um, not only because it's killing of a person, but because of the innocence of the person you're killing, their dependency and the person who's doing it. For right. um, for a mother to kill her own child. Right. is I mean, or if, I mean, if it was the if it was the father, father doing it, right. you know, same same thing. But um, for a parent to kill kill their own child, right? Okay, and I am in no way, of course. I mean, you just have to say this. I'm I'm in no way passing any sort of judgment on women who have had abortions. I mean, the, I, right. I'm not I'm not trying to lay any sort of guilt trip at their feet. Right. Uh, that's What's not right? that's not what I'm doing. We're just saying vengeance. Murder is one of those that is the first in the Bible that cries out for vengeance. What's the second? The second one is sodomy, uh, where God says the sins of the sodomites are crying out to me. Okay, and Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, it's not a not a good place to be. Right. So, uh, you know, it's it's sexual acts that are unnatural. Right. Yeah. So it's not just homosexual be- behavior. Sodomy actually involves a whole range of things. Um, I mean, from if it's not if it's not geared towards procreation and unity yeah, of love, exactly, then, then it's unnatural. If it's a disordered sexual behavior. It falls into the into the realm of sodomy. Okay. Um, the next one. This is where we start to get into the interesting ones. Oppression of the of the poor. Yeah, I think that is interesting. Okay, and uh, not, not that, it, that. What do, what is it? What what do you think is the example in the Bible that cries out to God for oppression of the poor? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's uh, God's people in Egypt. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Moses, Moses says, yeah. "I have heard, I have heard the cry of my people." That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I, I don't think I would have got it either if I didn't know the answer. Um, so oppression of the poor. Um, so you just think so there's about- an example uh, th- that comes to mind. They uh, recently passed a law somewhere in the Northwest where you're not allowed to pass out sandwiches to poor people. To like homeless people. Okay. Um, and it's because they have a huge homeless pr- homeless problem. They do. Yeah. Uh, but you're not allowed to do that because, uh, according to the law, y- uh, you don't have a food handler's permit. So you. <laughs> so, uh, and, and it, that is hilarious. And, 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 and so what they what they say is is because you don't have a food handler's permit, the the sandwiches that you make at your house that you're giving to 
uh, people who are less fortunate than you are, you're not allowed to do that because you don't have a food. If you have a food handler's permit, I guess you could do that. But so to me, that would be an example of restricting, you know, something that's against the natural act of like I'm trying to help the poor, uh, you know, the people who are less fortunate than I am. Yet, yeah. yet the government is getting in the way. Whenever I hear liberal logic, I just don't even know what to say. Right. It's like I, the stupidity is, I'm so overwhelmed by your stupidity. I don't even know what to do next. I, I just, I'm, a, I'm, a, a, I'm arrested by the depth and profundity of your idiocracy. Okay. How was that? That was, that was pretty good. How was that? That was an eloquent way for me to insult somebody. Yeah, because we'll, really we'll, we'll definitely get emails about that. I really liked it. Okay, so um, then the fourth one is injustice to the wage earner. Kind of similar, oppression of the poor, but it's, a, it's a specific way. Don't you think that it's interesting that uh, this, is, this is one of, like, so you're going from murder to uh, sexual sins to the, you know, to people who are less fortunate to now, like, a just wage. Yeah, I, it's, I, if, but if you look at what's happening, taking advantage of innocence, right, in every and human sing- dignity. Yeah, but the poor, the the poor cannot; they're helpless. You know, in these situations, we're talking about people who are helpless, and you are inflicting. You know, you're du- capitalizing on their right. Um, okay, so in Deuteronomy twenty four, verse fourteen and fifteen, you shall not withhold the wages of the poor and needy laborers, whether other Israelites or aliens who reside in your lands. In one of your towns, you shall pay them their wages daily before sunset because they are poor and their livelihoods depend on them. Otherwise, they might cry out to the Lord against you and you would incur guilt. So that doesn't necessarily mean in this day and age that you need to make sure you pay your, your workers every single day. But it means, no. but what it means is like... It, and it doesn't say, a li- some people will incur this as like, oh, political, uh, pay a living wage. Doesn't mean that a Walmart cashier has to pay, a, you know, you, you, I should be making $40,000 a year. That's not what it says. It says, pay them their wages. Which kind of assumes that you guys have come to agreement, this is what I should make. Right. And this is totally separate. Just a just wage should be paid, but a just wage might be different. Is different for a high schooler than it is for a single mother. You know, I mean, th- that's and that's not our topic today. Right. What we're what the topic is is people who are poor. Because what used to happen is, oh, you're a laborer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, come work in my fields. Come come harvest my grapes or whatever, and I'll pay you. And then at the end of the day, it's like they yeah, don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna pay you. Right. I didn't like how hard you were. You know, it's like no. Um, that is that is a sin that cries out for vengeance, right? So if you're uh, if you're a, a Catholic man who owns a business or something like that, it is your responsibility and duty to mm-hmm. make sure that you're you're paying a just wage to the people that you employ. Well, that's that's yes, that is, but that's not what we're talking about here. Whatever it is, the wage that you have established, you have to pay that. If you're not paying a just wage, that's a separate sin. Okay, you know that's. That's a, a separate issue. Okay. You should be yeah. paying it. You should be paying right. a just wage. But also, you should pay the wage that you said you were. You know, going to. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Let your yes be yes and no mean no. Yeah. Exactly. Be a man of your word. That's why we pay Juan and Jim the big bucks. Ready to go, guys. Congratulations. All right. Uh, we've been drinking a little bit of fireside bourbon whiskey. Talked a little bit about a miter saw and vengeance. One of the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.